All right, everybody, welcome back to the Better on Paper podcast. This is the Monday after the Super Bowl. And I'm having the best day ever. And Cam's Kansas City Chiefs are world champions. Uh, Again. Again. All 50 states, the world champions. (laughs) The entire world. I mean, I didn't see anyone else have a Super Bowl on Sunday. (laughs) Did you see anybody else? Yeah. You know, if Germany wants to send their best, I bet I bet the Chiefs will beat them. But until then, yeah, absolutely. Until then, they're world they're world champions, just uncontested internationally. But anyone bring it, we'll play anytime, anywhere. Germany, England, Japan. Pat Mahomes doesn't care. Dude does his ankle. It's a very specific say, set of countries. <laughs> I will I will say though, Cam, that the biggest news out of this Super Bowl was uh, the retirement of a legendary quarterback oh, Chad. both the NFL and the Chiefs franchise. Yeah. And Chad Henney, uh, after 15 seasons, hanging it up. Hats off. I think he decided, after winning two rings as a backup, he decided it was time to be done. Hats off to a legend. Living the dream. He deserves Missouri it. legend, Chad Henney. I'm happy for him. You know, dude, he was pivotal. I mean, he had that 98-yard drive in that Jags game after Pat went out for a bit. We only won that game by like less than a touchdown, so... I mean, it was big. Chad, thank you for your services. Uh, <laughs> um, Cam, so obviously this is your team. I know you've been excited. And oh, yeah. Just, it, I was rooting against the Eagles, so I'm excited just as the Eagles didn't win. But I, It's it's big for everyone. Of the, I would ask you the obvious question that every reporter asks every single Chiefs player. Tell me about the resiliency of Patrick Mahomes, and they can just go gush over him. So I'm not going to ask you that. But how scared were you? in the second quarter when Pat Mahomes started limping off the oh, field. Oh, I was terrified. Like, level of uh, 0 to 10, like, was, how, how nervous were you? Terrified. I mean, everyone was just kind of like, when it happened, we were all just kind of like, well, it was fun. Uh, and we are like, well, like, I mean, like, we don't know. He's not, like, out yet. But then, like, you know, he had his head on the shoulder, like, his coach's shoulder. And it just kind of looked like you're like, yeah, he's not like, getting to go back in. But he did. And uh, we won, and he had that giant rush down the field. And Did that look painful? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the announcers were like, yeah, it doesn't look like it's hurting. I'm like, that looks like it's hurting. Are you and kidding then, me? Like, I guess, Cam, my follow-up question, that would be 0 to 10. How many different painkillers was Pat Mahomes on in the second half? He claimed zero, so <laughs> I'm going to take his well, word for it. Well, he claimed it. no injections. That's not what he said. He claimed no injections. I think I, th- I, mean, I, so. I think he said he didn't have any painkillers. Does an, does an IV pain. count? I think yeah. he did have an IV, though. But maybe not. I don't know. You hook him up to a bag, you inject the bag. Gate. He it's said not... nothing, but we will never know. So so what you're saying is that uh, Roger needs to give one of his uh, very timely pop uh, steroid quizzes for Mahomes and see what happens? You know, I feel like we don't need <laughs> They that. never make them pee in cups. They never make the, the poster boys pee in the cups. I'd rather, not get, I'd rather not ask questions that we don't want answers to, you know? <laughs> the way Goodell yeah, no, was hugging him after that game, he does not want to kill the golden goose. Like I'm pretty oh, sure absolutely. he didn't do steroids and he didn't get shot up with anything. But like, do we need to test him to find out for sure? <laughs> like, is that necessary? Dude, he, like he said he did. Hundred percent got an injection. Like, he hundred percent. He, he got said an he injection. didn't get it. Like, can't we just trust him and like let the guy live his life? You know. Um, yeah, oh, we well, trust him, but we don't trust Tom Brady with how much they inflated his footballs. That's bullshit. I'm just going to say kind it. of that's bull- a huge double no, standard. No, it I makes sense. kind of bullshit. I think we should have chilled out a little bit more on that in hindsight. But <laughs> like going to the Supreme Court, like what were we thinking as a society? Um, <laughs> well, all right. So here, here's my theory. And so 
we're going to go on a slight tangent, though. So if you ever listen to uh, Whistleblower talking about Tim Donaghy and NBA refs betting scandal, the FBI agent on the case, his quote is that the NBA was this close to becoming wrestling of how rigged it was in terms of how the structures in place were rigged. And the only reason it didn't get exposed is because the DOJ said it would destroy American society too much to expose the NBA. So if that's what happened with the NBA, imagine what happened with NFL if they exposed it for everything. So... I mean, I here's the thing. Exactly, I think you're exactly right, Are you implying Cam. that there, this game was rigged and that there was things? No, I, I'm not actually implying right. that because I was really against the Eagles. Okay. But, you know, uh, all I'm saying is, at the end of the day, on. every major sports organization in the U.S. is a monopoly and a cartel. When you dominate one market, professional football, you have so much control. And I'm not saying the NFL's rigged. Well, let me phrase that. I'm not saying that they're picking the winner of every single game, but I think the league has much more influence than we think. I absolutely think you're insinuating that the holding call. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. James Bradbury even said I was holding, and I was hoping they wouldn't. They they wouldn't call it. So it definitely wasn't there. Let's get into the game for. Yeah, we'll get to that. But I think that's an issue. Let's get into the game. Obviously. well, let's talk about the Eagles for a second because the Eagles did have a really good year. Um, they played very well, Jared obviously, they lost by three points dude. in the championship game. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, three rushing touchdowns, one passing touchdown. Shout out his under one and a half passing touchdown prop bet. Um, <laughs> Shout out but, to uh, me, yeah, they... being wrong. <laughs> he was awesome. Uh, he, he looked really, really good other than the crazy fumble. Um, he looked awesome. And the, the Eagles... It, I'll speak for myself, not being either fan of either team. The Chiefs felt to control that game even when they were down 10, um, except until Pat got hurt. Yeah. Now, as soon as they got the ball back in the second half, I was like, all right, this is going to be a Chiefs win. Like, it just felt like the Chiefs had control that game. The Eagles kind of felt like they were scrambling and playing from behind a little bit. and got that lucky A.J. Brown catch, which is still A.J. Brown just being awesome. Um, I was telling you guys, I was like, A.J. Brown I felt like was going to have a game. And he had some big catches. I also, I never knew what you meant when you're like Nick Sirianni has the most punchable face. Like I never saw it. Like I was like, you're just being a sore loser, whatever. But when they had that Devonta Smith, like catch like that whole thing. And yeah, Nick Sirianni was like, yeah, you get back here over here, Kansas city. And like doing this whole, like his whole, whatever. And his quarter. Like, and his quarterback had to, like, calm yeah. him down. Yeah. And, like, he did the whole, like, arms wide open, like, at one point in the game, like, like and I was like, you know, yeah. Cry- Kevin's crying right. at the, uh, I was going to say, anthem. I thought you were going to go with the crying <laughs> nah, as the first point of, like, you know what? I could punch this. He's, it was his first time see, in the, the Super Bowl. Is, it's a yeah. surreal moment, national anthem. I can see you being Yeah, dude. I, I kind of got it, but I also respected Jason Kelsey for crying, and then I was mad at Nick Sirianni for crying, and there was simultaneously happening. Was, also, I like Jason Kelsey. Well, Jason Kelsey also, as, that might have been his last game, but. um. Yeah, he, he very well went as soon as, as soon as they went to him crying i was like this is gonna be a meme in seconds this is yeah, gonna well, be like, a meme i really and it I was just... by within five minutes it was all over the internet oh, yeah. people ripping on him well which at, like whether or not like, please let the just... eagles lose i need this yeah. to be a meme just That's so, the so funny lose, please <laughs> but yeah he was doing his little nick sirianni antics during the game and like usually i'm pro for it and i liked it but like i don't know when it was against my team in the super bowl on like pivotal plays i was like yeah i kind of want to punch this guy in the face like he just feels like he's trying to neg me right now and i don't want to be negged (laughs) uh so 
I got it. Do you know what that means, Cam? Sure. <laughs> I'm <right>, moving on. <laughs> I, I will say though, kind of going off that isn't Jalen Hurts had like reeling back in. I res- I gained a lot of respect for Jalen Hurts in this game. Not only because he played really well, um, but he just hasn't really talked shit all year long. He's been pretty solid, um, done the right things, said the right things, and he was kind of the most classy eagle uh, during that game. And not that the other eagles weren't you know that bad either. It just he, he looked the part. He was the leader of that team and balled out and was awesome. He was um, great. So really good for him. He's yeah. He, I, I gained so much respect for Jalen. He's gonna Hurts. get paid this off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma's finest. Yeah, Oklahoma's finest, and he's gonna get paid Oklahoma this off season. Product. Uh, Eagles are probably gonna have to get rid of some of those guys on their roster now that they can't pay him six million dollars anymore. Uh, don't say I feel too bad for him, but you know, yeah, good for Jalen Hurts. He's yeah. getting paid. You know, we love seeing our guys get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, some interesting things I think happened in the game. Um, I, I called Nick Bolton needing to have a big game, and that was really cool. Uh, watching him uh, really ball out. Uh, he should have had two touchdowns. He got robbed. Uh, that second fumble, Miles Sanders. I know. I get why they called it incompletion. I think technically by the book, but that really was a catch and a fumble. Um, yeah. So it, the 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 Eagles got lucky too. Like that, as much as you could say the Chiefs got lucky with that weird fumble from Jalen, all that. Like that that was a, a half like a half a second away from his feet hitting the ground and making that third step. And it was going to be a fumble. I mean, that was, I was going to say, as close I've been you, hearing, closer I've been hearing even, so yeah. many people talk about the James Bradbury holding call, and I'm just like, give me the world's smallest violin because we had a touchdown taken off the board for a ticky-tack thing. Like, no one was feeling mm-hmm. bad for Kansas City then. Though Dallas Goddard double catch, one only one foot in bounds, like clear, like, oh, we'll give it to him. Whatever, no, like he he definitely that that was one that was that was a catch. It was insane. That was in bounds. That was that great. One. Whatever. Yeah. It was. Yeah. He, also, the the holding call at the end, like the Chiefs were still gonna score. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just would have given you know. the Eagles a chance to rebut. Like it's one of those yeah. things where I don't know. It if wasn't like such a clear gave them the game, but like it yeah. kind of gave them the yeah. game. And like I mean, very well. Jalen Hurts could have thrown a pick on the first play, right? That next drive, it would have been over anyway. So it's just like any, it, it, it was kind of up in the air at that point. Um, I, I don't think that was a. It wasn't like, oh, that's what led the, let the Chiefs ended up. Uh, you know, that's a, yeah. They didn't literally like the, you know, the, the Chiefs already were in control. This is up for you guys yeah. to debate. Yeah, just, I, you know, yeah, it happened. No, that was that, that was, it was cool. That was yeah. Um, but other thing, obviously, like everyone's just talked about how amazing Mahomes is and. I mean, I don't know what else to say other than he's unbelievable. Um, everything he did in that game was just perfect. Um, and I don't remember if I said this last week or not, but I was talking about this with a buddy because he was like, "You really think the Chiefs could win this game?" And I said, "Yeah, it's part of it because I hate, just the Eagles pissed me off." The other part of me said, "Huge part." What the Chiefs have done all year long is they make the right play at the right time. So you look at Steve Spagnuolo and that defense. Spags, they aren't that dude. great of a defense. No, they aren't. But they make the right play at the right time. Somehow. And that's all they did all game. Yeah, it, yeah, it's unbelievable. But every time they needed to step up, boom, a play got made. When they needed a three and out to get the ball back, they got a three and out to get the ball back. And that was just awesome. I, it, I mean, really it was, was. The Chiefs just figured out a play. When the offense needed a play, Mahomes figured out how to escape the pocket and run for 30 yards. Dude, it on, was you know third and six or whatever. It was such. A, it was just every time they needed it, it happened. It was such a. I mean, it really was such a fun game. I mean, it's cliche. Everyone's been saying yeah. it, but I mean, oh yeah, it truly was so fun. The back and the forth, the ups and the downs of it all. 
it was just it was Andy Reid put on a master class. He, he did, mm-hmm. dude. That and was shout out to Jeff McKinnon taking that knee instead of scoring at the end. I mean, there was so much. Oh was, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's literally the Super Bowl. I'm trying to like think of every single play in my opinion on every single play. I can't, yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying to think like. No, there, there was so many. About. I mean, the 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 two goal line touchdowns that are talked about, and uh, just the Eagles not figuring out they couldn't go to man defense in the against Andy Reid in the in the red zone. They were getting so like, bamboozled that, by any sort of motion too. It was it was funny. crazy. But this is why Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel went on multiple different podcasts on the radio saying the Eagles' pass defense is going to get exposed by the Chiefs. They um, did say that. for that exact reason. Yeah, and because. They watched it happen to our past defense. That was the number one defense in football, you know, before the twelve game win streak. Mm-hmm. And they went, "This is exactly like that." The our receivers and a bad receivers were, do, or not bad receivers, but not as talented of an offense were doing it to the Eagles without a quarterback. Now you put Pat Mahomes there, you're going to end up dicing up. Which Eagles, I would say, uh, you're saying not defense. as talented. I'm like, I don't know, man. I would say. George Kittle, Chris McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel was I, more yeah, talented. I, I meant more as I, I guess I was thinking more of just Pat Mahomes because he's well, just yeah. so unbelievable. And I'm thinking more of like the offense as a whole. I get more scared of the Chiefs offense than the Niners offense. Because I'm even like even I was saying like Travis is probably better like is the better tight end. But even then, it's not like you're like out here with like pick, yeah. Like, Debo's potatoes. better than anybody. Debo and Ayuk are better than anybody. <laughs> something you have like George Kittle is so still an true. excellent tight end. So I'm like it's. <laughs> Like a, I would, I would argue that Christian McCaffrey at receiver is better than anybody the Chiefs have at receiver. Probably, dude. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. like say no at that. Although yeah. Juju had a great game, and I don't know, man. This Kadarius Tony fella. That, we talk about a play. There we go. That freaking punt return, man. I am just, I. It was just there was so much that happened. Like it was, it was just a team win. Feels like, cliche to say, but it really was. It was a team win. You got the defensive touchdown, the game swinging, like special teams, punt return. Obviously, the O show did its thing. So it's, it was just, a, it was a perfect Super Bowl, man. It really was. I spent some money on the NFL shop last night. I actually want to spend more money. There's like this, like, thing that's got like <laughs> the, with the game confetti in it. And I'm like, oh, it's 200 bucks. I'm like, I was like, but I need to hang stuff up on my walls. But um, Cam, how's a dry February treating? I was not. It was, it was a wet Super Bowl yesterday. That's for sure, bro. Um, yesterday was the drunkest oh. I was since New Year's. So, but that's how it should be on the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> that's why the day after the Super Bowl should be a national holiday. It should. Be, the I Super Bowl should be on a Saturday. Day, but I didn't because I'm yeah. a good employee. But I was so da- – and I, not even because I was, like, sick hungover. Honestly, it was just, like, I shouldn't have to work today. I was like, other people, sure. <laughs> but I was like, my team won the Super Bowl. Why should I have to work? But I was like, I'm working remotely, so I'll just suck it up and do it. It'll be fine. I, I, I think if a president, a presidential candidate ran on the platform purely of everybody gets to pick a team at the beginning of the year, if your team wins the Super Bowl, you get the next day off. They would win in a landslide. I'd say if your team in, it's just in the Super Bowl. You don't even have to win because, like, if you lose, like, yeah, sure. just even, yeah, that's fair. If you're in the big game, yeah. I, I'd vote for him. Didn't care what other like that was their only policy. I'd be like, yeah, you're right. I'd be Let's like, well, that. he's probably got some other good points. I don't know. 
Shoot him out. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm in the camp of the NFL can just move it to Saturday. That's way easier that's, than an act I think of Congress. Be, if you don't trust our government to get normal stuff done, I don't trust them to get this total, done. That's totally fair too. I mean, moving it to a Saturday would make more sense. There's also however, plenty of people that work on the and weekends. Like, that's so. the easiest win for Roger Goodell. Because like logistically, a Saturday versus Sunday does shouldn't matter. And honestly, the fact that they've been putting football pretty much every day of the week at this point in the NFL, like it's not like they've got Sunday is the only day they're allowed. Moving it you to know, Saturday, you're right, would be easier, and it makes way more sense. However, getting the day off on Monday is just cooler and feels more patriotic. Yeah. Getting the day yes. off on Monday is cooler. <laughs> it feels more patriotic, It's though. We're not, Literally we're never not talking about practicality. Unfortunately, yeah. talking about I am pro-Monday off. Yeah. Let, it, let it be clear. I'm pro-Monday off. Like you want to just say, like, talk about proud to be an American. You're like, well, in my country, we get the day off after the Super Bowl off. And everybody watches that. And like, I mean, I just, I don't know. I think I mean, we're all right. But what, practicality. We're Saturday, all right. Yeah. Saturday makes more sense. But. <laughs> but if you're Goodell, that's such a PR win to move it to Saturday and say, I am giving you the day after the Super Bowl off. Like who would be upset with that? Decision? Also, I think that's like an instant number booster. I also, yeah. I'm like, I also feel like not everyone, but I feel like you would just win over more fans naturally if like. Now it's a, based on a holiday. Some people are just going to naturally be more into it. And they're like, you know what? Maybe I should watch the NFL during the season more. So I know a little bit of thing or two going into this Super Bowl holiday now. Uh, yeah. Plus, like, the day before the Super Bowl is weird because it's a Saturday. There's no sports. And you're, you don't know what to do with yourself. You're sitting right at home, like, preparing. If you put it on a Saturday... You get the Friday night as, like, the pregame before the Super Bowl. It got off work. It's, like... It's like, it's the weekend, it's the Super Bowl. As soon as you get off work Friday, that flips the switch. Versus yeah. now it's this weird, like, waiting period where it's like, you can't really pre-party for the Super Bowl the day That's before. That's true. Because, like... You can, it's just, yeah. you gotta keep it going I will for a say, lot longer. You have a point. So it's a much more expensive pre-party. I'm just saying, the buzz of it's the weekend to it's the Super Bowl would be way yeah. more powerful if you moved it a day forward. And you're like... You're, you're it's 100% the fucking weekend. Friday. I mean, the media cycle is doing its thing. So it's like, it's Friday. I'm like, it is the last day of like Radio Row. Like, I'm taking in all my Super Bowl content. Yada, yada. And then it's just crickets on Saturday. And you're just like, and it's the weekend. Yeah. And I don't have to work. And there's nothing else it's going just, on. And there's no. Just all this nervous yeah. energy. Like, you just don't yeah. know what you're to like, do. Sh- you're like, there's no what's football. The Super Bowl there's content? no like, like. I've already watched it all yeah. yesterday. Um, there's nothing and like new. it's not like the players need an extra day to prepare they'll just shift everything a day forward like it doesn't affect them you know yeah at the most part they're done watching their film for the Super Bowl totally. midway through the first week you know like they, they have it oh, all ready to go and they're like media stuff I think yeah like it, I, I mean like they're having team meetings and for like it's still game planning but it's no they're not really getting extra film sessions in typically as a team or anything like that no. it's all just kind of people's individual stuff it, it would be totally fine like, what is the thing keeping it on Sunday, aside from tradition at this point? Tradition and any... calling it Super Bowl Sunday? Which will tie with <laughs> yeah, Super Bowl I, Saturday. I think. They both sound... They, they, it rolls off the tongue just as well, no. Super Bowl Saturday. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. I mean, this could be this could be a topic for exploration in the offseason of a deep dive into watching the Bulls on the, Sunday only and see what we can do. We should. Yeah. I think Let's it's talk about yeah. I mean, all, all, Killed I mean it. all the things of the Super Bowl, I will say, as much as I enjoyed last year's um halftime show which i did um this one was also very good um i, I thought it was very simple i liked just the simplicity of i liked i liked that no guests, i agree which 
I like want to take a mini lap. I can't say because like we had the prop bet where it was like who was going to be the guest, and I remember saying I feel like no guest is the most likely, but that wasn't an option. So I was like, of the people. I mean, technically, you're not wrong. Okay. You are wrong because she did have a surprise guest. It wasn't. It was somehow, just the baby in her stomach. I don't know. That wasn't a shock to me. Maybe <laughs> it's just like because I'm an ASAP Rocky fan, so like I knew that he was. But like, the baby that, didn't perform. Baby daddy. Like, I knew he was a baby daddy, like, a few months ago, so I was like, maybe that's just, like, a weird niche news thing I'm at with, like, following him. But it seemed like everyone else was shocked. I was surprised. I was like, well, you guys didn't know that? But um, pat on the back to me, I guess, for being in the loop on something. Uh, but I don't know. I liked it. I mean, it just felt simple. I don't know. Like, it didn't feel like it was trying to do too much, and I feel like that is what I enjoyed. I feel like a lot of Super Bowl – I mean, I say, like, it wasn't trying to do too much with, like, you know, there being floating stages and things like that. But, you know, like, she mm-hmm. was pregnant, so it's not like she was, like, running around doing a lot. You know, she was just doing a lot of, but like, it, swaying. It wasn't the weekend running around in a maze, like, mirror yeah. maze It was the exact opposite and, like, of that. Yeah, because the weekend was trying to do yeah. too much. And I feel like – and I'm not trying to knock those because, like, when they do well, like, those are the ones that we always talk about are, like, the greatest halftime shows of all time. But if it's not, yeah. then you're the weekend. It wasn't weekend. Katy Perry flying in on a unicorn. That actually was a pretty good one. Dolphins. That one was a pretty good one, actually, I think. <laughs> but if you're like... I know what I'm saying. Like, that was yeah, yeah. too much. Like, it was a lot. But in a good <laughs> yeah. way. Like, I really enjoyed that. Like, mm-hmm. I consider that one, like, as a great all-timer. But, like, The weekends <laughs> and The Black Eyed Peas, like, that one, it was just trying to do too much in a way that it did not resonate. And now it's... So, I don't know. Rihanna's... Yeah. I don't think it's going to go down as an all-timer, but I don't think it's going to go down as, like, an all-time bad either. I think it was just a very safe, simple, no. refreshing almost. It was good. I liked it. Not much I, to comment I, I on. I will say, I, for, I forgot how many of her songs I knew and how yeah. many hits. Like, she just kept playing song like, hit after hit after hit. Then I went, oh, I knew that song. Like, and I, I'm horrible with artists and song title names. Yeah. I've always been horrible with that. But I knew yeah. all of the songs. Like, oh, I would say, you know, almost all but, like, maybe one. Where I immediately was like, oh wow, I know all the lyrics to the song. Oh wow, I know all this. I just like didn't realize how many of all of her hits that I knew, um, and I just was like, yeah, it just to me was a very overall like a minus performance, like very oh, solid. That's fair. Unfortunately, I agree. I don't think it'll go down as one of the greatest in history, but I think as a spectator, it was one of the most enjoyable to watch mm-hmm. because, like you just said, she's got such a deep catalog, and I really like. Because of that, they didn't do any of the guests. So you just got like all Rihanna. Because the worst part, I feel it's like a double edged sword having so many guests where like everybody gets like their part of the medley or their verse. And it's like, oh, they played. I wanted the other 50 cent song. You know, like they only, he only gets like 45 seconds for like a verse from a song. So if you don't hear the one you want, you're like, this fucking sucks. I, but I, Rihanna I played say- like most of every song that everybody knows and it was so good yeah. and we just watched the rihanna concert basically and yeah, i want to give I, a huge shout out the the videography was insane like there was parts yeah. of it you felt like you're watching a pre-recorded show where they yeah. did like yeah. 50 takes when the guy's like moving through the production value, from the couch the production value way better than last from the couch too. probably the most fun to watch i'd say in the last like five or seven years yeah, I yeah I, and I will say that when they started playing all the lights, I was like 
waiting for Kanye to come up. I there's part of me that was like, oh please, that'd be so funny. I was like, there's no I way. I didn't think it was gonna. I was like, but there's just like there's that one percent chance when it did start because like, everything was everything was too safe, yeah, and normal. Where I was like, something's gonna happen here. It didn't happen, but I was like, oh, yep. it's gonna be something. There always is. Our party was the same way. The moment that song came on, everyone was like, that's no way, right? And we're like, because then I was like, I even because Will was over, who was a, we had a guest recently, uh, and. No, wait, no, it was, I was, the conversation I had with Will, but I think it was something based on what my mom said. And basically I was like, all the lights came on and Will's like, is Kanye coming out? I was like, there's no way he's coming out, bro. Not right now. My mom goes, well, you know that he's missing and no one knows where he is right now. And I was like, shit. Okay. Actually, he might come out of the Super Bowl then. <laughs> I was like, the moment you said that Kanye has been missing and no one knows where he is. I was like, all right, actually the Super Bowl odds to me now have gone up. And I originally thought there was no way, but. Yeah, he didn't come out, but... Could you imagine if he was there, like, just in the grass watching, and when that song came on, if he just, like, lost it and ran on stage and just ruined the whole thing? <laughs> Bobby Wagner just was <laughs> Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if he was at the game, but if he was Definitely. at the game, I mean, it sounds I'm like convinced that, that would have happened. He's MIA right now. Like, no one knows where he is, allegedly. Uh, That's not missing. <laughs> That's just called being rich. Yeah. Do you know where Bill Gates is right his... now? Yeah. I okay, mean, like, you could probably I find it. Like, I'm sure there's people I know. Look, I'm not like <laughs> following the story, so I don't have that much details. But I know that like when people are saying like we don't know where they are, like it's probably like more. There's probably more to it than just like they're on vacation and didn't tell anyone. Anyway, I'm I'm gonna read up on this before I say any more stuff. Yeah, I was like, so I, I have nothing more to mouth, say. Just, but, like, yeah. Apparently, it's a thing that he's missing. So I'm like, I'm. Sh- if Kanye was there, I could have seen him absolutely storming the stage and and yeah. ruining it. But I'm like, and, you have and, a point. I we... don't know where Bill Gates is, but I also don't think Bill Gates is considered missing. So. <laughs> uh, before we wrap up on the Super Bowl and like somewhat Super Bowl related things, Cam, if you have anything else about the game after, go for it. But I want to bring up one thing: the field was god awful, horrible. That's oh, like the yeah. topic. Horrible. I don't know how that happens, and it's really bad because the NFL was promoting the field this as being grad. such this great thing because they spent like whatever eight hundred thousand dollars in the field, but. They also had the groundskeeper, who's been the groundskeeper for every single Super Bowl in existence. They call him the Sod Father, and they did a whole interview with him. Got him a hoodie that had the Sod Love Father it. on it. The whole That's thing, amazing. and the field was the worst I'd seen in any he game. Got fired. It was worse than. Um... No, that's not his fault. They used a new type of grass they've been developing. This is yeah. the first game they've used. In how the fuck do you not test this somewhere before you? debut it, it at the so Super Bowl. Bad. If you're so spending bad. two years working on it, how do you not say, this sucks with cleats? Because they're like, oh, they're slipping around. They must have... The, the guys at the booth were like, oh, yeah, they painted the whole field this week. I'm like, they didn't paint the field. It's just shitty grass. Like, yeah. there's a reason they this don't is... use the same grasses for golf courses as they do for uh, football. You know what I mean? It's just like... Yeah. And I'm not saying it's golf course grass. But like... Try this shit out. Make some scientists put on cleats and run around. Like, yeah, I mean, you don't even, it's you just, can literally just hire a high school team there, to run on it. Or start running routes. Well, like, maybe <laughs> you make like a little extra of it so you can make like another field and test that field. Like, it's just, it's mind boggling yeah. the amount of effort they put in to developing this grass. And they just were like, yep, we're flying blind. First shot. Like, this is it. Jalen Hurts had to switch from half inch spikes to three quarter inch spikes. There's so many shots of just the sideline, just stacks of lightly used cleats because all the players yeah. did one set of downs. 
and got out and they're like, I need new fucking shoes. They had to run back to the locker room and grab whole new sets yeah. of cleats. That it's should insane. never happen. That should never happen in a regular season game. I, I would say not even a preseason game, which is where you should probably test this stuff. But yeah. that should nothing like that should be happening in I mean, that's the equivalent of the sod coming up in the middle of the game, like in, in squares. You know what yeah. I mean? That's just unacceptable. Well, and here's the thing, too, is this is somewhat related, but it's the same thing. Why are we testing things out for the Super Bowl? Like, this should be your masterpiece of everybody who doesn't watch football on a week-to-week basis is going to be watching the Super Bowl. So, like, you should be trying to showcase to them how amazing it is and everything being perfect. Yeah. Why are you trying out new things? Fox doing all these crazy graphics and new things that they normally don't do. That kind of det- Some of it was kind of cool. Some of it detracted from entertainment value. But every year for the Super Bowl... At the little little scoreboard they have at the bottom of the screen, mm-hmm. whoever does the Super Bowl has a new scoreboard, and they only premiere it on the scoreboard. And then half the time they don't even use it for the regular season too. And I'm like, if it's that much better, why don't you use it during the regular season? Like you had it, and now it's just like different, and then you never use it again. Like this one was actually cooler. You should use this all next regular season. I was actually just about to bring that up before you did that. I noticed. I was like, I like the scoreboard. This is a very clean, good scoreboard. Yeah, I liked you, it. If you if you watch the game, you notice because it's like it didn't take up the whole bottom, and you didn't get confused because sometimes they throw yellow in there somewhere, and like it looks like there's a flag every. Oh, play. I hate when and they this throw one was out good. the yellow, dude. Or they have the alerts. Like I think it's ESPN does it where they have their like alerts for other games, and it'll pop up a yellow with black text, and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like it's just this yeah. one was very nice, but yeah, no. To your point with the grass. It's especially funny the season that everybody starts raising the issue of turf being dangerous that they fuck up grass. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, well, you got players talking about player stuff. safety with turf and say we need grass, and the NFL can't even get fucking grass right. Like, well, big that's just stuff. such a Maybe no they've confidence been thing. They this all along. They, they knew this was coming, and so they've been planning for the really shitty grass all along to prove to the players, see, the grass isn't that great. We want to stay with the turf. No, so I think just big brains. No, this, in my mind, just knowing how organizations can work, this is some big wick at the top overriding everybody below him saying, no, 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 we want the big flashy headline. We're going to debut it at the Super Bowl. And he's got all these people under him that know what's going on. And they're saying, no, 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 we need to test this first. And he says, no, we're going to debut it at the Super Bowl so we can brag about it and we can advertise it and just totally flaunts everything you do to test this shit out. And it fails spectacularly because it was a, a marketing decision, you know? Absolutely. Gotta love Absolutely. marketing. No. Cam, I'll give you the last thoughts here on the Super Bowl because it's your team. Winning two is so much better than winning one, and I can't wait to get a third. <laughs> that's all I want. I don't know if we'll get one, but well, that's all I want. I want number three so bad. That's all I've got. I mean, so, uh, truly. That's a perfect segue then, I guess, into the fact that TC3 and I have stated multiple times throughout the year, the season's of anomaly, doesn't count, you throw it out. That's the how it works. going to be real. That's so how it works. That ring they're going to be wearing is going to be um, real, real, real. So you can throw it out. Not to me. <laughs> all right. Enjoy your fantasy have- world with your anomaly. I will. Thank you. It's like the Lakers winning in the bubble. You also enjoy exactly. your fantasy it's a, it's a bubble world. ring, doesn't Boy, count. This is an anomalous season that doesn't count. <laughs> Um, all right, let's get into, if you guys are ready to move on to it, let's get into my favorite uh, segment that we did all last year. Um, I think we did a whole show last year. We're going to kind of do a double show this year with it. 
the Better on Paper Awards. Dun, 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 I'm so excited. Dun, dun, dun. Our end of the year award show. This is going to be so much fun. Fancy music. Um, Cam, you want to get us started? Am I reading off the first award? Oh yeah, gosh. you can get us started with the, the award. We, yeah, had, the we had all the celebrity guests wanting to read off awards. We know we had to fend people off. I was we had gonna, to turn down Kanye. I literally got slapped by Will yeah. Smith because he wanted to read off an award. He even had a joke about Chris Rock's wife, and I was like, no. Um, he slapped me over it. Anyway, our first award was inspired by me, honestly. It's the Dark Aura Award. Um, so no one better than to me to present it. So our first nominee, uh, Mr. Tom Brady, Mr. Divorce, Mr. Uh, worst season yet, Mr. First losing the record, uh, Mr. I'm just going to retire and call it quits. Anyway, he didn't win, but it was pretty much Dark Aura season. And if you were a fan of the show, you know I brought up his team, the Bucks, a lot in our Dark Aura segment. Our runner-up for the Dark Aura Award, a wee little man, Kyler Murray, uh, causing lots of problems, running around, tearing his ACL. He won't be back at the start of next season. That's not looking good, so put him in there. Kyler Murray also... I would like to say Kyler Murray's add to his credentials. He's the former most like an anime character, I think, right? From last year. Oh yes. Correct. Correct. I think he's last year's anime character award winner. Put some respect on his I name. Am. And now he's gonna he's gonna get the respected award. However, <laughs> the winner of the Dark Aura Award goes to none other than Mr. Darkness himself. Charlie Murphy. No. Aaron Rodgers. Uh that's a joke that no one's going to get. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers, uh, with his darkness retreat, kicking off tomorrow after his uh, segment on the Pat McAfee show. No, I think it's today. I think he pushed it back today. to tomorrow so he can go on Pat McAfee oh. and then wish everyone off and then go in and do it. You know, to not make a scene about the whole thing, of course. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's going to win my Dark Oral Award just because uh, we don't know what's going to happen with the Packers. It wasn't a great year, and he's going into the darkness, so – Congrats, Mr. Rogers. Uh, the award is on your way to your neighborhood. To your neighborhood. Awesome. To your neighborhood. Awesome. Okay. Um, I'll take our next one. I'll go with a little bit more of a serious award. It's kind of one of my only serious awards that I have this year. Um, you think that wasn't a serious I award? I had this last year. <laughs> well, I meant like, yeah, who knows? Just kidding. So we'll go uh, the Rookie Coach of the Year Award. Um, we had some really good rookie coaches this year, um, three of which I think bear uh, good mentioning. Um, Mike McDaniel with the Dolphins had a great year. Give it up um, for Mike. Struggled towards the end with some injuries, but Mike, good job, buddy. Um, we have Kevin O'Connell with the Vikings building the best fraud team of all time at 14 wins. Be kind. Um, well, 13 wins, but still awesome. Good for him. Kevin O'Connell, like he really did they, that. You could tell that team turned around a lot, so good for him. But no other rookie coach did what this guy did. No other Ooh. rookie coach won a playoff game. Ooh. No other rookie coach won coach of the year in his first Ooh. year. No other rookie coach took Daniel Jones ah. to the heights of beating Kevin O'Connell and the Vikings in the playoffs to subsequently get destroyed by the Eagles. It is the bald wonder himself, Brian Dayball, coach of the year, rookie coach of the year, and coach of the year overall in the NFL. Congrats. Good for you, Brian Dayball. Congrats. You're just trying to be friends with his brothers. Um, <laughs> I mean, he did get coach of the year for the whole league, so you might as well. Uh, yeah, they were texting Kevin lobbying for this award. Oh, man. Well, yeah. I'm coming back out. We've got our – this one was supposed to be presented by Lil Wayne, but he said no. He was busy. So here I am presenting it for him. It's a 
<laughs> got the bag, but it's okay award. Um, and this is celebrating our favorite players that uh, maybe did not succeed as much as we would have liked, whether as a team or personally, but it's okay because they got paid a bunch of money and ultimately that's what matters. So our third place nominee, uh, Mr. Kirk Cousins himself, Mr. Fur- fully guaranteed. I feel like he's always nominated for the got the bag, but it's okay award. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I had to throw him in there. Uh, our runner up, uh, Devonte Adams, you know, he had a good year himself, but you know, uh, Raiders maybe not so much. But it's okay. He got the bag and he got out of Green Bay, and that's what he wanted. He got the quarterback stability he was looking for. But the winner, no one got paid more and gained more yards, and I'm being coy when I say that, than Mr. Tyreek Hill. So congrats, you got the bag. It's okay. <laughs> I definitely thought this was going to go to Russell Wilson. I, I was waiting for that one. But. That is a great one. That is actually a great one. Um, it, yeah, this th- this is where Cam's bitterness at Tyree Kill is coming to fruition. You can tell that this award was written, uh, the punchline was written first. So I was like, how do I give Tyree Kill an award for, so here we go. So Russell Wilson, honestly, I'm actually really, really, really disappointed in myself for not thinking that because I put Kirk Cousins in there instead, which is still hilarious, I think, because he deserves it. But Russell Wilson would have, is it would have been a much better nominee, but no, this one goes to Tyreek, and that's because I'm petty. And now, when I say I was being coy, <laughs> if you saw the uh, Andy Reid was asked during like Radio Row, they asked like, "So how do you feel about Tyreek uh, going to the Dolphins?" He goes, "I'm really happy for Tyreek. He made a lot of money this year, and he gained a lot of yards." Um, so <laughs> tell him, Andy. Tyreek did say congrats to like he was talking about how unbelievable that Kelsey and Mahomes I'm were. I'm also so stirring the pot for not being as petty as he could have been. I'm also stirring the pot. You know, Andy Reid probably said what I said like seriously, but if you read it in a certain light, it sounds way more uh, sarcastic. So no, Andy was genuine when he said that, uh, but still, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, okay. All right, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go into our next one. This one is the. Um, I don't know why they say grown men don't cry award. Um, this one has a very special place in all of our hearts. Um, there's been many moments in, uh, the NFL where you'll see grown men that are some of the toughest guys you'll ever see bawling in front of cameras. Um, there are a few that were especially memorable this year. Let's hear it. Uh, one of which Derek Carr, uh, Derek Carr in the press conference, um, after the Raiders lost to the Colts to Jeff Saturday uh, was an all-time moment, and it culminates with Derek Carr likely getting released at any any minute now, uh, saying he's probably going to be released from the That's Raiders because he's not accepting a trade. So, a uh, big moment for Derek Carr. Uh, he's uh, Big ups to um, him for refusing the trade, by the way. Just stick it to them. They yeah, fucked you. Exactly. <laughs> Just exactly saying, I'm going to get $40 million and you're going to deal yeah. with it. Um, another that could have been in the you know, got the bag award, but, uh, next one, Nick Sirianni for crying at the national anthem. We talked about this earlier. Um, just Dude loves him America. displaying those tears. Yeah. He, he just, he loves the super bowl. He loves America. Do you understand how historic Philadelphia is to this country and that song? <laughs> He's just thinking of all the names I, of the founding fathers that have passed through Philadelphia. He's thinking of the Liberty ben Franklin, I was, you know, I was legitimately waiting for him to like, have stories of him playing like the Rocky theme song in the locker room or something. Just find the most corny thing you could think of. And that's exactly like, I'll get a Ben that. Franklin impersonator in there. Yeah. Oh my oh, gosh. That would have been that hilarious. Been <laughs> but, um, so that, that him obviously became a meme. Um, but 
this show has a particular person that I think needs to win this award. Someone who not only has cried multiple times on camera, but sounds like he's crying every time he gives a speech to an impassioned team. He is leading a franchise out of the depths of despair. He was this close to a playoff berth, winning the last game of the regular season. We are talking about none other than Dan Campbell of the Detroit Lions. Congratulations. If anyone can cry, it's Dan Campbell. Give it up. It's okay to cry. Go, man. If there's anyone you want to see cry in a conference, it's Dan Campbell. Oh, we love you. Just those are tears of passion. You know what I mean? Oh, unbelievable. I love it. Dan Campbell, come on the show. We love you. This next award, it's called the Who's Man's Award. These are for people that did things that made you go, who's, who's, whose man is this? So so our first nominee is Mr. Kayvon Thibodeau for his, uh, you know, his little celebrations. His lack yeah, of football knowledge. his celebrations knowledge. and then his comments. And then his, yeah, it's just general lack of knowledge. Anytime he just didn't know who anyone was that critiqued him. Lack of general self-awareness. So, so yeah. just, uh, you know, who Kayvon, are you? whose man's is that? Uh, whose man's is Kayvon? Uh, our next one. <laughs> Our runner-up uh, would be uh, the mill smasher himself, Zach Wilson. Whose man's is this? Uh, it's not his mom's. It's not his mom's little boy, though. That's for sure. So uh, this is this is uh. the man now. And whose man's is it? We don't know. Uh, but the winner of the Whose Man's Award is none other than Mister Fifty Thousand Feet in the Air, shirtless. 12 chains on singing at the at like hall of fame like whatever kirk cousins whose man's is this he he's taking it home the hardware he can put it on with his other hardware uh is it kirk i don't know whose man's you are but congrats somebody come get yeah. <laughs> that is a that is a hotly contested award i like it that's uh congratulations kirk this is the you know like it's the only award he'll probably ever get so that's pretty good. That's um, true. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, this next award is the uh, second annual Jim Tom Sula award uh, for the best slash worst coach who got fired and shouldn't have been hired in the first place award. Um, so uh, we have a few. Uh, normally this goes to a coach that got hired and then fired in the same year. Um, however, we also like to call it- our third place I was like, we also like to call our the, third the place. token diversity hire award. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Jim Tomsula wasn't that, but it's no, fine. he wasn't. But uh, otherwise, we'd have to name it the David Cully yeah. award at this point. But he should have been coach of the year too. So I'm still, I'm still on. I'll still, uh, I'll stand on my soapbox with David Cully any day. But we all would. Um, I'm going after on this one specifically. Um, Third place goes to Cliff Kingsbury. Even though he wasn't hired this year, he signed a fat extension this year just to get fired Clever. and then peace off to Asia for like a month. Clever. Thailand. Cliff Kingsbury, good for you. Um, second place, uh, also kind of a little one, but it was an interim head coach, someone that should not have ever been hired and actually was mentioned earlier in this podcast where he did win one game and that was all that mattered. Jeff Saturday. Congrats, Jeff. Interim coach for the Colts. Congrats, second place. You were hotly tested, but there could be no debate on who actually won this award. The unanimous worst coaching hire, maybe in NFL history, and that's saying something because Urban Meyer won this award last year. Oh, man. 
Nathaniel Hackett, congratulations. Congratulations, Nathaniel Hackett. Congratulations, Nathaniel Hackett. I uh, hope you do better with the Jets, and maybe you'll be with Aaron Rodgers. And, of course, honorable mention to uh, Lovey Smith uh, out of Texas. Uh, you know, back-to-back uh, one and doneer. So, good job, Houston. Honestly, Houston might be – maybe they should be the one who gives out, like, the Jim Tom Sewell Award presented by the Houston Texans, even though the Houston Texans yeah. don't win yeah, we... because they've actually been, been good coaches. Lovey Smith, he's all right, and we love David Coley. So, yeah. And here's the thing is, I think D'Amico Ryans is also a good coach. So if he gets fired this year, there's no way. And like, this would be three in a row that they've hired and fired good coaches. I don't think there's, I, so we'll, we'll see. I, I don't think there's a way they fired D'Amico Ryans, even if they go 0 and 17 next yeah. year. I, I just, I, I am down. I, I think we will rename this award to Jim Tom Sula Award presented by the Houston Texans. I think that will be an annual award. If D'Amico Ryan's it has just been so year, incredible there. I'm going to feel their awful. downward spiral. I'm going to feel awful if D'Amico gets fired. <laughs> oh, I love D'Amico Ryan's. I, I really hope he doesn't. But yeah, I know you do. D'Amico's awesome. Um, yeah. All righty, my next award here. The only reason I never feel bad about people getting fired by the Texans is because everybody's better off working somewhere They're all else. Free. <laughs> yeah. That's true. For the moment, you know, until they turn whatever around, it's just like. That's a pit of despair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, really. my next my next award is coming to you guys with a little edge. Um, so, so I swear I have a heart. Um, but this one is called the – this award we got is called Unkillable. So uh, our first run- nomination <laughs> is Patrick Mahomes with his br- broken ankle. Could they kill him? No. That man kept running, and he got himself to a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, congratulations. Your award is not in the mail because you did not win. You are runner-up. The next one, runner-up, Brian Robinson. Many men wish death upon him. (laughs) But this man, you can't take his life from him. Brian Robinson, you think this was a shoe-in. You think Brian Robinson would win with this. He got shot in the leg and survived. But he did not win the Unkillable Award because our man, Jamar Hamlin, is taking it home. Because he won. He won the game of life that day. He was on the field yesterday. Yeah, he oh was. It was. It was the most random trio of all time. It was Roger Goodell, Donna Kelsey, and Damar Hamlin. Uh, that was a... Talk about... Yeah, speaking talk of that, about we did, a media trio. I mean, I right guess there. you're technically right. So... We did not get to talk about this one. So we did not get to talk about that at all. But that what, what a trio there. Like, Damar got to go to the Super Bowl. He was probably all pumped up. And now he's like, now I got to sit next to this lady that i had never met before nothing like i'm I'm, yeah i'm just gonna sit next to her while i'd rather go hang out with my family and friends that i could be with and i gotta be next to roger goodell the man who like tried to get my team to play after i almost died on the field like that's where i'm at right now it was it was instead of just like being it was such a random trio of people but anyway i bet they they let him move around when the cameras were not on him i know. know I wonder. So, yeah. so that's. Oh, I'm sure it was like a box kind of thing. Yeah. So I hope that that. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Goodell's like sit next to me. <laughs> I could. I could see him doing that. Be my friend. Be my friend. Yeah. Well, I could see him doing that, but I was like, no. Him and Mark Davis. Yeah. So anyway, I apologize for that, but that was my award. It, it had some edge this year, uh, but you know, it was just a special year for that kind of thing. So I just had to. You know, you miss it. <laughs> I don't know if I told you the shots year. you don't take. Yeah. Like a unique year. Unique year. Yeah. Special is not a good word, but anyway, so that's that award and the nominees. Well, 
All right. Have you wanna you wanna cleanse the palate a little yeah. bit? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which way to cleanse the palate on this one. Um, because both of these are <laughs> palate cleansers, so we're gonna go for it. All right, so we're gonna have a repeat of. I borderline named this after one of our nominees already. So, um, well, that would we give it away. Two, two repeat nominees for the Ooh. award. Um, Psychopath of the Year award. Um, I almost named this after one of the nominees, but didn't. Maybe we will after this year. Who knows? Uh, and third place, one that was already nominated earlier in the day today, did not win though. Tom Brady decided to come back to the NFL, leaving his family to go eight and nine, not win a playoff game, and then retire without his family. Um, that is a psychopath move. Also, him eating <laughs> avocado ice cream is just a psychopath move in general. So um, all that kind of stuff. He's crazy. Doesn't mean he's not the greatest of all time, but a little bit of craziness. Um, another one, uh, also related to Tom Brady in this, Antonio Brown still hey. stays in the news, posting oh. Giselle memes about Tom Brady. Um, How is he not this running is almost away with this? That You would think that th he would be the one to run away with it. It should be named after him. But the true winner of this award is the psychopath that nobody expected in – nobody deserved um a man who has been nominated for a few awards today will continue to be nominated for all the craziness uh the danger witch captain himself uh mr unlimited mr. russell wilson unlimited. doing fake high fives out the tunnel out of practice his ridiculous subway commercials um it, all of the things potentially get investigated for fraud with the charity all of the things you could think of russell wilson has done having 12 bathrooms in his house who does like, that just all of the things <laughs> the all of the things russell wilson I mean, 12 bathrooms is balling but i think he was a lock for this the moment we all saw that first subway commercial of him just talking yeah. to nobody it's true. and yeah. in that, that voice that with those eyes just like no emotion just and if if anybody has a problem with this award, just go watch that commercial and then tell me I'm wrong. In it's any way. Spicy. And then there you go. Yeah, you, you get back to us. If you disagree <laughs> with that, you get back to us. Um, I've got chills yeah. just thinking about it. Mm, but not the good kind. Yeah. All right, well, I've yeah. got... Didn't I, think there was I, a good kind. I've got my next award here. This one has only got a, a runner-up and then a winner. We don't have another nominee. Uh, this one honestly was just kind of fun. Usually, we I don't even present this award. It just kind of gets sent in the mail. You just kind of phone it in. It's kicker of the year, but this year it it's not the runner up, which is Justin Tucker, who actually wins kicker of the year every year this year. But this year, uh, there was another kicker that achieved heights, maybe not heights, but achieved feats that no other kicker has achieved. So Brett Maher, get up here, kicker of the year. <laughs> You've now elevated the household name. You know, not a lot of people know kickers' names, but Brett Maher, he's making a name for himself this year. So you get up here, you're our kicker of the year. Um, and apologies to Justin Tucker for losing, especially under these circumstances. But I will say <laughs> it is extremely hard as a kicker to become a household name in one game. I know. Well, there's yeah. two because he did miss that, and it wasn't even missed the first one in the next game. Yeah. Yeah. And it was only the first round of the playoffs. But we all knew too. about him going into that next yeah. game. We were all yeah. watching. And we him. were so excited. Yeah. And when it hit, everyone went crazy. Anyway. That is rare. We, I never... It takes a lot for the opposing fans to applaud you when you, you make a kick. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's a big it deal. Was, yeah. We, we always just send Justin Tucker as kicker of the year. Or we don't even present it because it's just so vanilla. But this year we wanted to say it's on, something. It's, so. on, it's on auto subscribe. It, is. Just, it deserves yeah. some highlight this yeah. year. So we gave it the bump. Kev. 
Yep. Bring us on home with your last award. All right. I think, or maybe not your last uh, one. So we will have, I have, I have two more. Okay. Um, I have the second annual angry elf award. Um, this one, we had some contenders that came in and kind of tried to sneak in the back end here at the end of this season, but how'd they do? Um, well, we'll, we'll find out. So we actually have three runner ups in this one. Um, we have uh, Matt LaFleur Ooh. making another appearance in this one for a tough season. Uh, Packers didn't quite achieve what they wanted to. Um, he clearly was pretty angry at things, especially potentially his quarterback and his receivers and among other things, and especially at Quay Walker uh, just being a complete crazy person. He, he could have Quay qualified Walker. for a psychopath of the year by getting ejected from multiple like, games. He would have so, been a good nominee uh, for psychopath Ford. of the year, but... Yeah, he 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 would have uh, made some good contention. Uh, next one, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, um, basically getting displaced from the team over the course of a season um, and being irrelevant. Yeah, um, wild. I can't imagine he's super happy. Just he just got a ring, so he I mean, kiss it. But I think he'll never play like as a legitimate back again, uh, potentially. So you know, he, he got. You say that we've bit. had some weird guys pop back up with, and resurge. You know the Latavius yeah. Murray esque folks. So <laughs> well, 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 I mean, we'll, we'll see, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, next one is everyone's favorite angry elf, Sean McVay. He had a tough season. Uh, <laughs> previously, defending Super Bowl champs with a lot of injuries, he. Was not not having a good year. Almost considered retirement. That's how bad the season was. But the winner of this year was also nominated for the Dark Aura Award. The one who got his coach fired, who tore his ACL, and all he does is play Call of Duty now. Kyler Murray. Congrats, Kyler. Congratulations, Angry Elf of the it Year. It was only a matter of time. To be fair, he played mostly Call of Duty before. Yeah, he, he's been one of the he's been one of the contenders for years, and at some point. We knew he was going to take the crown. He loves this one. Well, I've got one. You like to see him win one. I've got one last award here, and we'll be quick with it. It's my Mr. January award, and it goes to Josh Allen. So congrats to Mr. January himself, <laughs> Josh Allen. Evening says, even in success, Cam is bitter. That's my last one. That's a... All right. Oh, God. All right, I got one more award. I have one more award, and then I think you have a couple special ones after this. Mm-hmm. Um, my last award is uh, the Beer Never Broke My Heart Award. Um, this is the award every year that goes out to the most heartbreaking moment of the season. There were so many for so many different franchises. There's one that definitely sticks out above the rest, but I will give a couple of the honorable mentions. Uh, to Jets fans, had two losses to the Patriots, uh, one of which on a punt return in the year that it was time for them to exercise their demons. That didn't happen. Ooh. Jets fans, that had to have hurt. The Pats lost to the Raiders in uh, the lateral from Jacoby Myers to Mac Jones to the Chandler Jones stomping like on Mac Jones' face. It's like all my favorite moments <laughs> That was an awesome, awesome moment, but absolutely heartbreaking for Pats fans. Um, next... The Colts losing to the Vikings after being up whatever 34 points or 33 points, whatever it was. That was insane. Um that I you think it would be, but that's it's definitely up there. The all these honorable mentions are in no particular order, by the way. Uh the next one, uh, this is particularly heartbreaking for me, maybe not as much for everybody else, but the Niners getting the NFC championship game and losing both of their quarterbacks. That was just really heartbreaking to watch. Um 
the next one, I didn't know which one to pick of the Raiders season. So I'm really just saying the Raiders season because of how many heartbreaking losses they had, including the Cardinals overtime loss with the fumble, including uh, Derek Carr and that whole situation that ended up happening. Just every, uh, the Chiefs games, the Chargers, all, all the Tom things, Brady. the Raiders just choked almost every no Tom Brady in the offseason. No Tom Brady, all the things. So the Raiders just as a season, you get the award. Congrats. Um, and then... No, 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 no. Sorry, not the award. You get a nomination, I'll say. And then the, the Eagles get another one for that holding call uh, against James Bradbury, which maybe was a real call, but it's heartbreaking still nonetheless. But the winner goes to the craziest game that I have maybe ever seen in my life. Whoa. The Vikings at the Bills. Whoa. Savon Diggs catching the fourth down with the, one of the most insane catches I've ever seen. Then the Vikings getting to the half-yard line, getting it called back. Then getting stopped on fourth down for the Bills to then fumble their ball inside the goal inside their end zone for the Vikings to recover to take the lead for then the Bills to go down and tie snip. it to then have the Vikings win snap. in overtime. Snip snap. Insane game. Broke the Bills' heart. Almost worse than last year's 13 seconds. Just that was the playoffs, so it's gotta be worse. Yeah. But this is pretty bad too. I'm just gonna say right now that's not the Bills game I was expecting. <laughs> that's funny. But uh you do you. I felt like I wasn't going to go with Cam of the unkillable and say no I appreciate well, that was for that different one. vibe like different I was a little vibe, too on the nose <laughs> I, I appreciate that was also a heartbreaking game um, <laughs> alright all right, uh, on that GC3, note I, I have I a couple, couple of awards to myself I'll be a little more brief than these guys get right to the chase my first award chase. the fraud of the year yeah. the fraud of the year award now, we got some honorable mentions here, like the Dallas Cowboys thinking they can make a run in the playoffs in this century. I don't know why anyone thinks that's possible. No matter who's playing, they're frauds. They cannot win playoff games. Uh, next runner-up, Tampa Bay, thinking that a middle-aged Tom Brady coming off a divorce is still going to be the a serviceable quarterback. The audacity. Oh, he... Man thinks he doesn't age, actually ages. Who's man? Say. Fraud. Whose man's is uh, this? Third and final honorable mention, Jeff Saturday. Oh, Jeff. Nice. Somebody thought that man could coach football, and for a game, people agreed. Well, it was the right That's in. a fraud if I've ever seen it. <laughs> for, I, I didn't say many in. people, but people. <laughs> for a game, people agreed. That was fraudulent. The winner of the Fraud of the Year Award goes to the Minnesota Vikings. Absolutely. Being the worst ever 14-win football team, proving your record does not reflect your performance. Incredible. Worst point differential of any team night. in the playoffs by, like, a margin. Minus uh, three, I think, was a negative yeah. point differential. Wild. Worse than the Lions. <laughs> wow. That uh, is really bad. Yeah, so yeah. fraud of the, the year, Eagles. congrats. Kirk got the bag, and, he, you know. <laughs> it's all okay. He's not uh, being a problem to lose the bag, so so that is your fraud of the year, and there's no debate. Beautiful, uh, beautiful. My second and last the, the award. The Eagles could have qualified for it, but they played well. Jalen Hurts played so well, they don't get a qualified. That's a good point. They, they, they played out of it a little bit. Yeah. That's a good point. I think the Eagles were legitimately good all year, so. Oh, they were legitimately no. yeah. good all year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My second and final personal award, 
the and there are no honorable mentions because by the time I finish the name, you're gonna know the answer. The man I'd run through a brick wall for a wall. Oh. <laughs> Without a doubt, no question in my That's mind. Awesome. This person needs to be a multiple award winner on paper. Mr. Dan Campbell, the head coach Absolutely. of the Detroit Lions. I didn't give two shits about that team before he was head coach. Now, if that man says run, I say how hard. I lean my head straight down to that brick wall, Kool-Aid man style, and I come out the other side just grinning. Because I don't know what it is about him, but he is a mover of men. And I think if you've listened to our podcast, you know my stance. You know, Cam's a hater. I'm a believer. (laughs) And you know what? He's working magic there. And I hope the magic continues next year. And I just needed an excuse to talk about Dan Campbell one more time this season. And with that, that ends my personal awards. Uh, quick side note of news. Quick side note of news, just because we were talking about the uh, the Raiders missing out on Tom Brady. He has officially filed his retirement papers with the NFL Players Association. So yep. no more snip snap coming back. Uh, yeah. That is a done deal. Yeah. And we've got Kev, Damn. I believe, one more award from oh. the pod. Yeah. yeah, we do got one more award. Um this is a very special award. It's the namesake of our podcast. Um, the Better on Paper of the Year Award. The Bopti, I believe. Bopati. Bopati, sorry. Bopati. Better on Paper of the Year of Award. The year. Bopati. Bopati. Um, this, we, we did one of the midseason awards, and it's still enough where we got to keep talking about it. There is a few honorable mentions um, that we wanted to throw in there. Uh, we, we said basically the whole NFC West and AFC West in the midseason awards, but we'll, we'll get a little more specific here. We talked about uh, the Raiders. Raiders should have been much better than they were uh, on paper, and they just never really came to fruition in any single way. Well, they never will. Uh, we, talked about, we talked about the Buccaneers. They camp. did win the division, but we're not very good in a really bad division. Um, so the Bucks also are nominated for this award. Um, but I think the winner of this has won multiple awards tonight. Um, They continue to underachieve considering how amazing their defense played this year. Their offense just couldn't figure out how to do anything. Um, They hired a new coach this year to try to fix everything. And then he got fired. So they traded for a coach. Traded for a coach? They traded for a coach, which I've never heard of happening, at least in this century. Is Doc Rivers? Um, this is the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> no, it's not. It is indeed the Denver Broncos. Oh. And Mr. Unlimited himself, Russell Wilson. Uh, the Bopati Award goes to the Denver Broncos. Congratulations. Uh, maybe Sean Payton will turn him around. Who knows? We've already talked about how much that they've uh, started to change things already. Um, it is a. We'll see if they challenge the Chiefs to the division next year. West watch. We're just waiting to see who that Raiders quarterback is. We got Sean Payton's in there. We got Kellen Moore to the Chargers. And now it's just who's going to be this Raiders quarterback to fuel the – who's going to dethrone the Chiefs now? Is it going to be the Chargers? Probably not. But everyone will say so. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, Kevin and I have talked all season about uh, this being an outlier year and just everything's off the charts – good and bad for everybody and that all started with russell that is Wilson. A new fantasy. this has been such an absurd that man has been moving the needle for the whole league in terms of absurd underperformance that is a new fantasy. and just on paper nobody 
going into the season thought, you know, maybe they thought there'd be a step down given a new organization. Nobody thought it would go that low. Nobody. They honestly, they, yeah. Ain't no, no value. No, I think that should be an award I gave them because I the the never difference. Saw low. Yeah. The difference between their on paper performance and their actual performance, greatest margin in the league, not even close. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. awful. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. all I have to say about that. Yeah. Forced. <laughs> Um, well, that's the conclusion of our uh, Better on Paper Awards uh, of the year, whatever. Better on Paper, end of the year awards, whatever you want to call it. And the it. conclusion of our um, NFL year. Yeah, it's always sad to see the NFL come to a close, but listeners, don't you worry. We have all kinds of content coming at you this year. We're going to have all kinds. First of all, we're going to have all the NFL content. We're going to have free agency. We're going to have all the trades happening. We're going to have NFL draft. We're going to have mini camp, all that kind of stuff. But throughout, we're going to be sprinkling in all all kinds of fun things throughout the year. Um, First take style debates, March Madness getting thrown in there, NBA playoffs, all the fun stuff. We are a football podcast, but good thing is is we also just love sports and we're down to we're down to always talk sports but like so, sports um, you gotta do something when there's no football on tv yeah who knows maybe we'll even be an xfl podcast hey, after we this could you know? let's not get crazy it would be best for our logo. <laughs> i mean we've got contracts for our logo just you know, the ball but, but yeah, the better on if you have any topics you guys want us to discuss Hit us up. Let us know. Um, DMs, tweets, all the things. Um, we're ready to hear. Uh, we have opinions, and we're not afraid to share. Well, we'll talk about any of the topics. We've got you know mock drafts. We're trying to maybe dabble into this college. Let's get political. College football thing they're talking on. We might even get in like the the fall of crypto. Uh, we might even be talking about this upcoming recession. Like we'll talk about anything. Uh, so, yeah. interest rates. We can have a, a nice good one on that. Yeah, we can talk about the Fed for a while oh. and we'll see what happens, you know? <laughs> you know what Jerome Powell is doing. We'll just bring on Will for an episode. We'll just be like, Will, so what have you been reading on Wikipedia? And, uh... <laughs> Down the rabbit hole We'll definitely have a conspiracy theory episode. Yeah. yeah. We'll, do, we'll do all kinds of stuff. We'll play around. Well, listeners, thanks Peace. for sticking around. I hope you had a good Super Bowl Sunday. here. If you were rooting for the Eagles, well, die Eagles die, baby. Cheese win. Peace.